Hey everybody, welcome to today's Take Heart. It's, uh, it's been announced that in England, as of Monday, we're going to be having new restrictions coming in that will kind of um, not take us back to lockdown by any means, but for me at least, have been a bit of a harsh reminder of the fact that this is going to be with us for some time yet. Probably because of that, I have been drawn to a passage about perseverance. And uh, in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1, it says this, And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. The bit that captures me from that particular sentence, today anyway, is where it says at the start, let us run with perseverance. The Christian life in in a whole bunch of places in scripture is compared to a race. And it's a really helpful metaphor, I think, because um, in a race, there are a number of things that are really helpful. And if we want to keep going, if we want to keep on keeping on, which of course we have to, we want to do that with perseverance. There's a few things that can help. Here's the first one. Uh, In a race, it's important to manage your pace. And so I've read all these books by top athletes that talk about the importance of developing this rhythm of pushing yourself, but also resting and and replenishment. And uh, managing pace, there's a real art to it because... Uh, what you want to do is you want to get to the finish line having spent everything, you know, having left everything out on the track. You don't want to have more in the tank when you cross the finish line. But at the same time, you don't want to fall down like a half a mile from the finish line. You need to get to the line. So judging your pace is something that very skilled athletes learn how to do. This is true of tennis players. So I remember reading these studies about how tennis players, the best ones have this ability to just reduce their heart rate in between games. You know, they they have their little routine. They sit on a chair, they eat a banana, they put a towel over their head, whatever it is. But they're trying to just rest as well as they can in that moment because they understand that that is the key to prolonging high performance. And for us, um, as we go through what we're going through, it's obviously physically, emotionally, very draining. And and so because it's happening for such a long period of time as well, all the more reason for us to be incredibly wise about managing our pace and keeping an eye on that. One of the things that I just find fascinating about Jesus, because he's so different from me, is his ability to, to do this really well, despite the fact he was under huge pressure, despite the fact he literally has, his ministry is three years, so he's literally got three years to save the world. <laughs> can you imagine? I can imagine if someone said to you, you've got three years and you're going to save the world. What would you do? I know what I would do is basically run around frantically like a headless chicken, panicking and trying to do everything. And Jesus Oh my word, he gives himself, but he also rests because he understands that that matters when you're a human being. And he teaches his disciples to do the same thing. So there's this one particular occasion in Mark 6 where the disciples are exhausted. You know, they've been giving of themselves. And he says, Mark 6 verse 31, come away with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. And so if you want to run with perseverance, one of the things that for all of us we've got to challenge ourselves on is, am I judging my pace well at the moment? And that's something we want to keep under constant review, I think, uh, in the months ahead of us. Second thing that can be really helpful is to keep perspective. If we want to persevere, to keep our perspective. Um, It's hard to do that when things are challenging, when things are tough, you know? Imagine you're in a marathon and you get to mile 21 and you hit the wall and you're 
it's sweaty and it's exhausting and you're in pain. You know, in a moment like that, it's really hard to remember, why did I sign up for this again? <laughs> when did, why did I think this was a good idea? And that's because the immediate presses in and the immediate is painful and it's, it's overwhelming and it's right in front of us. And the same is true of life, you know, when things are very hard, or even when they're good, but they're just, they're just frantic, it's, it's really hard to have perspective. Where am I going again? Why am I doing this again? That's where scripture is so helpful, because it gives us this eternal perspective. And uh, Paul, who went through all sorts of hardships in his life, he writes this in, in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 16. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Now when I read that, I want to say to Paul, excuse me Paul, my troubles are not light and they're not momentary. Do you have any idea how many nappies I have to change every single day? Um, and then I look at his troubles and I think, hang on a second. You know, he was he was beaten up all the time. He was he was stoned and left for dead on one occasion. He got shipwrecked three times, among other things. His troubles don't seem very light and momentary either. And what he's not saying is that the pain and the grief that we experience in this world, the suffering that we endure and that we encounter around us, he's not saying that's not a big deal. Um, but what he is saying is that when we take these things heavy and real and kind of never-ending sometimes as they seem, and we compare them to the eternal glory that we have ahead of us, then only in the light of that comparison, but nevertheless, when we do that comparison, these troubles that we're experiencing now are, and we will find that they are, but light and momentary. And uh, elsewhere, he talks about, the, in 1 Corinthians 15, that there's going to come a moment where in the twinkling of an eye, we are transformed and we stand before the Lord of life and we walk into eternal glory. And when that happens, we'll realize how light and momentary the, tr the troubles we're experiencing now are, but only in that light. But that's a perspective we can remind ourselves of regularly, although it's hard to do so. Martin Luther once said, I only have two days in my calendar, this day and that day. And what he meant by that day was that day when I see him face to face. And you know what? When we spend time choosing to fix our eyes, to take them off the, that which is temporary, although it feels painful, and to fix them on that which is eternal, when we consider the fact that we are going to walk into everlasting life and, and you know, eternity with Jesus, that day, then when we, when we really meditate on that, then we can face this day. Then we can go one more round with this day. Keep perspective. And a third thing that helps, if it's managing pace and keeping perspective, a third thing that helps is remember the prize. If you want to persevere, remember what the prize is. And in the race we're running, Jesus is the prize. And Mike started uh, the week looking at the pearl of great price and the treasure hidden in the field. And they're just such brilliant images for us of, of what happens when you become a Christian, which is you give up everything, you know, you leave it all, all behind. 
but you get the best deal ever. It's like the merchant's like, I've sold everything, but I'm so happy. The guy who's, who's bought the field has sold everything, but he's rejoicing because they know they've got the best deal ever because they've, won the, they've got the treasure now and it's worth so much more than what they gave up. And for us, that's what happens. We're winning at life because we've, we discover Jesus. We have him, he's the prize. And this prize, what is incredible about it is you don't run the race in order to earn the prize at the end, but the prize is given to us now. The prize is a gift. It's, it's, it's not a prize based on performance. It's a prize that's just freely given to us by God that we receive with great joy. Think about it like you're running the race with the gold medal already around your neck. And one thing that we might feel when, when we hear that image is like, well, why bother? You know, why am I going to be motivated if I've already got the prize? But actually, I'm not sure that's the real response when we get it. Because I think, I think what getting this understanding that Jesus is mine, he's mine, he's mine, what it does is it brings tremendous freedom to run all out. It's like the pressure to perform is off. The prize is mine anyway. I can't lose. I cannot lose. He's bound himself to me with his blood. He's, he's, he's filled me with his spirit. The deposit that he's never going to get back is already living inside of me. I can't lose now. I'll have some days when I feel like I've lost. I'll have some seasons where I feel like I'm losing. But the big picture is I'm winning because I've been given the prize. And Paul, um, the writer to the Hebrews goes on to say, he says, consider him who has endured the shame of the cross. You know, he scorned the shame and he took his place at the right hand of the Father. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you don't grow weary and lose heart. And when we see how far he ran for us, how he gave everything for us, then what that will do for us is it means, do you know what? This is hard and it's tough, but I want to give everything I've got for you. So I'm going to keep going this day.